Hello, and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon Framework, Axon Server, and their ecosystem. I am your host and a software developer at Axonic, Sarah Tori. This is part two of my talk with Simon and Jan. I hope you enjoy the rest of this discussion, and let's have a listen. You said something that uh, sort of stuck with me uh, when when we were discussing um, the, this topic. You were saying that uh, one of the interesting um, interesting phenomena in the in the uh, microservices context is the idea of the independency and autonomy of the teams. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Can you? Yeah, I think elaborate. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. I think it's one of the main. Uh, reason why this microservices uh, as a subject, uh, I mean, you know, building distributed system is nothing new. We we invented like five years ago or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. We were doing it all the time. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it's and we we knew all the time it's very hard because mm-hmm. it's distributed because you have uh, concurrency problems, you have synchronizations problems, you have data mm-hmm. inconsistency, and so on and so on. Right. But I think uh, what evolved a lot in the last uh, 10 years was the idea of how the projects are run and how complex projects are run. Right. And so that is this idea of um, um, that you you have to divide complexity into pieces uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in some way. And uh, there is a scope um, where um, basically this is, this is, there is a natural size of something you can build with a team Yes. And you cannot go beyond that. So right. it doesn't really make sense. So you can you can do it sequentially, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at some point if you if you so if you're just only building it, you can go sequentially and you know build stuff in addition and addition and addition. Right. But if you have to run it, there is a natural boundary. So yeah. if, if you're running, if you're running what you're building, there is a natural boundary what you need. Um, mm-hmm. to build and you you can vary with a framework and be a little bit uh, flexible with this but at some point you have to to just stop and say okay we need another team and there should be another system right and right. this is the main idea that drives this microservice uh, it's not about micro how much code it is it is how mm-hmm. big of the team that that uh, is uh, responsible for it gotcha and I think the key fee, the key idea is that you you should never share responsibility on system um, uh, yeah operations with someone else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's okay that if you have two systems in a team, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not okay to be responsible for half of the system. This doesn't work. Yeah, and uh, you have, huh? yeah, <laughs> you you have it right. Yeah, it's yeah. yours. It's like now yeah. your turn now. I was yeah, last exactly. time. Okay. Oh, it's broken. Okay. Now we have it on time. Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So this is exactly not going to work. So, uh, and this is um, uh, this is very interesting because uh, that leads us to this uh, kind of autonomy on one side. Where, so teams should be independent. And mm-hmm. should be should be able to act independent and work independent, mm-hmm. and not rely on other teams very strongly. So and this creates mm-hmm. uh, so now you have the uh, kind of uh, Conway's law, which is inverted in this case because uh, right. now, uh, now if teams have are independent, then the software components will become independent, mm-hmm. and uh, so it will follow. And so uh, this creates the need for creation of systems which are loosely coupled. And yeah, it yeah. gives all this uh, CQRS and Axon framework uh, such a 
such a such a foundation that today yeah. you can say okay i accept eventually consistency i accept the complexity of distributed systems because mm -hmm. there is no way to go otherwise yeah 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 exactly and you did mention uh, different systems and uh, how we want to structure them, which brings me to to the next uh, topic that I had in mind, which is the uh, the architecture of of Axon. Can can you talk about that? Um, either I think Simon, would you yeah pick that up since you since you were no. mentioning that? Yeah, actually, very interesting because Axon frameworks provide us kind of you know a system design that is a yeah sort of perforated for distribution mm -hmm. because. Uh, uh, you have these buses, and of course, bus is an explicit communication point, so so you can separate on the bus, right? Right. Uh, so um, usually, it's by the way a very good idea, and this is I think everyone uh, should follow this uh, this idea. Start monolithic and be get distributed later. So don't start mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Don't start, especially if you're new to all these concepts of DDD, SecureS messaging, axon, whatever, you name the technology. But if you're new in it, starting with distribution day one is very, very difficult because you, right. you're you not going to perform. It's it's, mm. it's the wrong way. And okay. uh, so, but it's, at some point, you will you will be mature enough in this technology stack and you will decide to that we you split up certain uh, parts mm -hmm. of your application to, to isolated parts and connect them via buses and so on. And yeah. by the way, there must be good reasons to do so. It's not just, right. you know, uh, just wait until I'm 18 and then I go and get drunk, finally. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it should be like that, right? <laughs> yeah, so it, should be, it should be a good reason why to separate certain parts. Sure, um, sure. Uh, and so you say you need a good reason to get drunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> you nope, that. it's a good reason to get drunk. But then in, in this case, I understand, you know, you, you start simple yeah, and then you basically um, add to it as you go and uh, separate uh, the the systems as you go. So, it, it, for instance, there's an actually uh, there's a blog that I'm working on with one of my colleagues and uh, we're talking about going from modeling to actually uh, the code source and then coming back and looking at it from a higher top. And yeah. one of the things that we're discussing in that model is it's a um, the idea is a music application, something that you can book music lessons with. And then um, that would be your first system. So you start with that system. It can be a monolithic system. You um you start with that where you can basically just book a lesson simply and, you know, have the students make changes or your manager make changes and so forth. And then down the road, when you decide that, okay, I want to add more stuff to it, I want to add another system to it, for instance, for the teacher to be able to have access to uh, his or her lessons and then have some sort of uh, um, uh, autonomy and what he or she wants to do in this system, then you add to it and then you can basically then take those systems and uh, break them down even further. So that's that's a really good example that you mentioned. You start big and you start with that main idea. And as you go on, you decide what you want to do, whether you want to add to it, whether you want to you know take away from it. Then it becomes a little bit easier as you become more familiar with, with the, the business logic, basically, right? What you're trying to achieve from this business. Um, but yeah, that's that, that was an interesting um, point that you, you, you raised. I think that's important for everybody to really start with that one idea and then add to it as they go on. So, but yes, please go on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, it's very track. interesting. Um, uh, so I'm following you on your on your blog on your project. So Yay! I'm really excited okay, what right. you do there. Uh, I think uh, 
uh, we have to we, there there is a there is a small challenge here so there are two yeah. different classifications we found and mm -hmm. they they kind of sound similar and you can think it's the same but they are not mm -hmm. and one being deployment strategies and this yeah. is actually how how you distribute it and mm -hmm. the right. second one being operation modes and yeah. maybe just give me some minutes and we will come later to it or maybe Jan will tell yeah, definitely. about that yeah. uh, so the point is that um a building building software with with axon if you if you do this business logic this this is kind of you know there is there are there is your blog uh, and there is your podcast and if you listen to this you will learn how to uh, build uh, the business part of the application especially sure mm -hmm. uh, but there are still as many many choices you have you have to to make and absolutely you know yeah. and it starts with where what kind of i mean just to to name a few you know you you're you're deciding what kind of uh, data persistence technology you're using are you using event sourcing are you using uh, data state sourcing mm -hmm. uh, what kind of event store are you using is it uh, gpa so just uh, a regular database or is it mm -hmm. uh, mongodb or is it an axon server mm -hmm. Or uh, what kind? How do you build these, um, um, yeah, query models? So are right. they persistent or not, for example? And uh, mm -hmm. what's about buses? Are they distributed or not? And how to distribute them? So there is a solution from Axon Server. You can build your own. It, there are different ways of of doing. And then this is all. Mm -hmm. This is kind of this plumbing, which is very right. well separated from the entire business logic. But you have right. to deal with it if it grows bigger, right? Yeah, and exactly. In the same time, um, all these questions are actually not they are not not asking the just just to be answered somehow, mm -hmm. but you have some non-functional requirements, right? So so right. your system right. should behave how you want to behave, independent from your mm -hmm. business part, from your functional exactly. stuff. And uh, so it's uh, it's about throughput, it's about scalability, it's about uh, how easy it's to operate, right? So I can mm -hmm. you know use 25 technologies to distribute my events, but then I have right. 25 messaging technologies and there must be operation team being able to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is There are security aspects. Uh, so exactly. especially if we are writing data forever in uh, mm -hmm. in uh, in event store, append only event store, um, it's important how we deal with that. Exactly. And so, uh, so starting or basically making these decisions lead up to this, to this, um, um, yeah, to these two classifications mm -hmm. uh, for yes. the operation modes and for deployment strategies. Exactly. And um, we detected that there are some combinations of them where it can uh, it can be a little bit harmful if you are not right. paying attention to, to what you're doing. Exactly. Um, right. Especially if you say uh, there is not one team responsible for building all this and distributing it, uh, uh, but there are several teams Mm -hmm, charge mm -hmm. yeah. and then you have this natural boundary of communication between teams which means right that you know just by using a specific operation mode and having independent deployment mm -hmm. people in a certain in a certain um yeah or, or give them a certain expectation uh, right. regarding the behavior of their system and the other part and um this must be communicated very clear what what, what exactly. is meant there Right, um, right. So I, I think um, you have to a little bit uh, keep track on that because mm -hmm. 
yeah, there there are things that can go wrong. <laughs> I'm sure many things can go wrong. Absolutely. So let's uh, then. I, I I love that you uh, put them in two two different mod- modes basically. So the, you have the operation modes, and then you, we'll, we'll talk about uh, deployment strategies a little bit later. But uh, Jan, can you tell me a little bit about um, operation modes? What is that? What do you mean by that? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yeah, operation mode. I mean, you have to name things. We already discussed how important it is to to put right explicit name to things you define them yeah yeah define them just to to you can talk about them and everyone knows what right. we mean and operation mode is our suggestion uh, how how we want to name these it's um we have those five message types and the distributed mm-hmm. uh, communication uh, earlier right. and yeah. now we're building systems and systems want to to be part of this uh, message event command uh, communication and mm-hmm. um yeah, when you um, when you start monolithic, uh, Simon said that's not that important to to you because you right. just have this one system with uh, Naxon framework uh, dependency and maybe Naxon server connection, and right. uh, you're you're uh, happy uh, to go. Um, mm-hmm. But when you distribute certain aspects um, uh, of those five message. Uh, um, types uh, we discussed earlier then yeah your your system takes a role or has an operation mode uh, so a way it wants to be part of this distributed uh, Mm -hmm. application and we came uh, uh, up with six so uh, i think Mm -hmm. the warm-up assignment said uh, they were invented i think they were discovered um yeah um let me so from from the right side, so the the I am storing the data and implementing the business uh, mm-hmm. logic, uh, the command right. uh, side. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I I have the <clears throat> I have this operation mode where I am a system that uh, manages an aggregate. So I'm responsible mm-hmm. for for managing a consistent state. Um, right. I implement command handlers, so I can uh, react to to intents uh, sent to mm-hmm. me. Um, and uh, for this example, we, we consider that we already decided to do event sourcing. So we have an event mm-hmm. store keeping events. Right. This is all my responsibility. So this system doing this has to provide uh, um, uh, or register command handlers to, to right. command bus and mm-hmm. to uh, publish to the event bus and read from the event bus because I have right. to restore my aggregate state based on the events uh, stored in the event mm-hmm. So command model is this first and central operation mode. Without this command model, I would never have any any stadium application. That right. yeah. could be the same system providing this, could be another system. I have a command client, of course, so I need mm-hmm. someone who uh, dispatches commands uh, um, to those command handlers. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, when you build this monolithic, you would have, I don't know, a Kafka handler or a REST uh, post um, mm-hmm. interface where you translate the, the, the request coming from the outside to a command mm-hmm. just, uh, forwarding it. Right. But in, in our project, we have scenarios where we say, okay, I want to do this external um, post, but I don't want to be a system that knows about aggregates and, and, and command handlers at all. I just want to publish or dispatch a command uh, to, mm-hmm. to uh, the model. So and right. the third component we have on the on this uh, right uh, 
uh, side uh, is the orchestration. So when it comes mm -hmm. to working with uh, multiple um, um, aggregates and command models, um, I introduce this concept of, of a saga. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, there's something um, exactly. There's something that. Um, Um, yeah, it works as a command client and also as an orchestrator to um, to combine those functionalities. So mm -hmm. this changing state, applying mm -hmm. commands. And mm -hmm. on the read side, uh, of course, we have, um, again, um, as a command model, we have a query model. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, my model where I receive domain events uh, from the event store. And um, and building a, a custom projection, so um, mm -hmm. the read model where you where I say here is the, the data I represent, uh, right. and you can query it. So and this system is um, of course registered to the event bus because it has to read events. It mm -hmm. probably has its own token store because in case it's tracking and it's very uh, sensible way uh, of doing it to be right. just keep your uh, token in the stream and know where you are. Mm -hmm. And a query model, of course, has to. The purpose is to 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 answer queries, so um, it is registered to the query bus, and uh, right. So it could also provide uh, REST GET interfaces, but mm -hmm. those are the buses. So query model needs uh, event bus, uh, token store, and and query bus. Query bus and then enter. we have a completely separated operation mode or, or even system that uses just this query bus. So mm -hmm. I, I just know that some colleagues build a system um, and the system registered a query handler right. to answer a certain problem, current amount mm -hmm. to stick to the bank example. And mm -hmm. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to uh, send changes to it or or keep my, my uh, custom projection or a token where am I in the screen? I just want to say, this is my my, my query. Please mm -hmm. send me a result. So this is completely separated. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, the sixth uh, operation mode from this, uh, the third one from the read side um, might sound a little artificial. It's just, it, just uh, event subscriber. So mm -hmm. you, are, you are connected to the event bus. You probably don't even track where you are on the event bus. You're just uh, reacting to, to any changes, which gotcha. could be uh, um, useful for, for tracing, monitoring, uh, logging, but also for some bridging where you'd say whatever happens inside my, my Axon um, system uh, context, uh, I listen to it and propagate it uh, to, right. to the outside, to some other messaging uh, component. Yeah. And of course, in real life, it's not so beautifully, you know, clear cut. You know, it's, it, these are just. And I, I think you mentioned something like uh, these are like little uh, Lego bricks. You you yeah. pick and choose whichever you want. Sometimes exactly. so a, sometimes you can't use all of them. Yeah, the clear cut, of course, is just meant to to to. It was our approach to to just say these are six different aspects. Yeah, that you. You, you should be able to support them separately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although in, 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 in practical programming, you, except maybe for this external query client, you most of the time will have uh, 
um, um, at least two, maybe three of them connected. Mm -hmm. But that's when it, yeah. when it comes to, to those roles, you have to name them, you have to, to mm -hmm. accept they are there, and you have to at least be able to, to say, I acknowledge that there is a system that just wants to send a writing intent to my system. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it, it does not need uh, query buses, it doesn't, doesn't need event buses, it doesn't need mm -hmm. any, any local event store. And yeah, yeah. It's, um, wait, wait. yeah, it's it. It's a, it's 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 interesting to um, really have those ideas, the the, the clear ideas of, of how uh, should be separated or how you want to classify them, which is great. And uh, but I understand um, in Spring Auto Configuration, these aspects are a little bit hard to separate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh, um, in Spring you you uh, have this wonderful feature that just mm -hmm. by having some libraries on your class path, so the way mm -hmm. the Java JVM application uh, loads its uh, code dependencies, um, that Spring Boot auto configuration then just says, okay, I see there is uh, um, an implementation for the um, event bus present just in your, in your code dependencies, so I configure this event bus for you. And I will connect it to the Axon mm -hmm. server. So, um, just by by pulling in one Spring dependency or framework mm -hmm. Spring dependency, uh, my system um, just becomes or takes the operation mode of, for example, right. the external query, query client or um, even query model. Although mm -hmm. maybe I never wanted to do so. So, um, and this is. <clears throat> It's possible with if you don't use Spring Auto Configuration, um, just to use the custom Axon Configurer and set up only the parts you need. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it goes deeper because um, on the Axon framework libraries, so the mm -hmm. if you, the other things are building uh, Lego bricks and these are even yeah. smaller Lego bricks, so to say. Um, um, yeah. If, if, if if I'm a developer and I import a package and I have two interfaces, one is event, event bus, one is command bus, then mm -hmm. I know that in my configuration, I did not configure the, the command bus because I just need the event bus, but I, both are present. So when I when I do coding, mm -hmm. um, the, my, my IDE suggests that I can use both, although I know nice. that I shouldn't. And those yeah. are always the dangerous parts because uh, you can do this architecture uh, definitions, mm -hmm. uh, deployment yeah. strategy, operation modes. If you um, if you have a team, let's say larger than than two people, I think two mm -hmm. people might might be able to agree on some restrictions, and then you have to sometimes yeah, some <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. Um, then you have to to find ways to to enforce the proper usage of this architectural mm -hmm. and, and operation decisions uh, you right. made, and you can do code reviews. You can use some some sonar rules to to say, hey, you shouldn't never import an event bus because we are just mm -hmm. a command client. Right. Um, but developers will always find a way um, to, to, <laughs> to go around it. <laughs> Yes. Go around it. Uh, it's uh, sometimes it's most uh, most fun of programming, and it happens by accident. So, uh, I mean, maybe just 
to we discussed this further uh, before that we wanted um, to build a monolithic system. Don't start with distribution, uh, mm-hmm. but building the system in a way that we later can distribute. Right. That sounds amazing, but mm-hmm. if if you have if you started building a system like your music music library and you yeah. said, okay, I have a synchronous REST requ- uh, request getting to a controller. Mm-hmm. This controller is forwarded to the service. The service talks to a repository and synchronous mm-hmm. in the same transaction. I have a return uh, a pass up to the controller and your browser displays. Mm-hmm. If you start building your system like this, um, it's very hard later to to say, okay, now let's separate this aspect. Because right. Internally, although you have from the outside, you say we follow these great principles and we have everything uh, mm-hmm. uh, loosely coupled. In, but your system, so you, the moment your service calls the repository, it relies on this happens now in the same right. thread, in the same transaction. And building systems in a way that even if you build them in a monolithic approach uh, internally cut in 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 in, in uh, domains context building blocks that that only communicate through the buses is mm-hmm. i think it's the only only proper way of being prepared for this uh, evolution evolutionary development of microservices mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's really hard again from the petitioner side to to motivate this to your team colleagues absolutely because yeah if you do uh, you can in, in the IDE you can follow the 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 call chain from mm-hmm. the controller to the repository and up. Uh, you can debug it step by step. You can write simple tests for it. If on all these levels you have just a bus that takes a, a command and publishes somewhere, and eventually a few milliseconds later there will arrive. A, uh, results stating that is uh, success or not successful and you put this in your monolithic application um, right. yeah be prepared to to have some discussion some fun <laughs> some exciting but times still, yeah. but still it's if you want to be prepared um, to keep uh, so, so to be able to to take defined operation modes take defined role in this uh, world then I think this is the pain we we have to to get, uh, even when we do um, monolithic. Um, mm-hmm. So when we now maybe come to the deployment strategies, because monolithic always sounds that simple. And it, of course, it is the simplest one because I just uh, you mentioned the Spring Boot dependency. I just put everything in one in one jar. I I yeah. press uh, play on tape. I execute it, and it, it runs and works. But even in um, a monolithic um, system, I have to be aware of, of those uh, feature and domain boundaries and these operation modes. Otherwise, I just get this internal, maybe not the, the, the big ball of mud, but the middle mess. middle side <laughs> ball of mud mess. And then it's really hard because, I mean, I, ha- I, I, I have this now in a system where we said, okay, this was a green field and everything was cool and we built it with... Um, module separation internally and mm-hmm. the idea was mm-hmm. hey, later we can just uh, take this part out and put it in another system but it right. ha- happens so fast with more often yeah, yeah, yeah. often uh, that now component a uses an interface of component b and and mm-hmm. component c requires uh, 
transactional um, asynchronous uh, answer from from component A. So, yeah, this is really the the greatest challenge in uh, in this monolithic um, evolutionary start right. in one system. And uh, mm-hmm. you you promote yeah. it as distribute later, but you're distributing. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Basically, you're distributing from from day one in your monolithic system, sure. and right, the, right. The, the axon feature just just grants you uh, um, the promise that if you do this later, at least uh, with axon mm-hmm. server, um, you don't have you won't notice any difference. You can just mm-hmm. start the same application twice, disable module A and on on the first. Uh, uh, node and disable uh, system B uh, feature B on the, on the second, and they still work the same because they are connected through the same buses they always mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing is get your colleagues to to see the be- beauty of this and to get on board. Yeah, the addition <laughs> exactly. To, uh, Exactly. Now you talked about uh, the uh, the uh, deployments. Can you give me some examples of, uh, of these deployment strategies that you use? Uh, yeah, let me jump in here. Um, sure. So, um, as, as Jan said, or as me said <laughs> previously too, so it's a, it's a good idea to start um, non-distributed. Right. So having one deployment actually, which means that uh, you will have anything together. Um, so we, which means from the in terms of library, it means that you 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 can actually act mm-hmm. in any kind of uh, uh, any kind of operation modes. Right. All the operation modes are inside of your application, and we still see um, how this evolution or basically what what parts can be in, inside of your distributed system if you come from this single uh, single system design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let us start sim- simply so we we call it monolithic core so sure. as we were speaking about cqrs which is the command and query um yeah segregation mm-hmm. uh, the segregation is internal okay so you you just do you you just don't connect the read side and the right side directly but you're mm-hmm. using an event bus for that mm-hmm. um which means that you have um, your command side of your of your uh, business model of your domain model, which is formed by the aggregates and the entities, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have the 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 query side, which is built by the projection. Right. And yeah, so if you have like if your system is like symmetric in terms of reads and write, in terms of mm-hmm. in terms of that you know you're not a uh, yeah like a queue where you put data from one side and get completely different produce, uh, data on the other side produced but mm-hmm. if you are interested in writing data and then reading it data later on sort uh, of like a one on one yeah then then you have this yeah. you know it's 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 kind of natural to to have it together and right this component so this system will use all five type of messages of course mm-hmm. um and uh, sometimes you need, uh, yeah, you have more than one aggregate, then you will have some saga, so you will need some orchestration mm-hmm. between them, but sometimes not. But this is still what we call monolithic core. Right. Then one of the first things that happen if you get to this non-functional requirement of uh, higher throughput, mm-hmm. uh, which especially happens a lot in the yeah, internet use cases, uh, where the, the read side is much more frequent than the write side. Okay, right. so you you have some people writing stuff, and much more people reading stuff. 
Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you kind of more than like, you know, the facts are so, so crucial that everyone wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that means that um, if you, if from the performance and throughput po- uh, point of view, you want to mm-hmm. scale up, then you don't know, don't need to scale up both sides. Right. So the, the mm-hmm. command model can remain as it is. Uh, so there it's about consistency. You have maybe some failover strategies. So they, there are like two, two components of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the read side is uh, is used uh, in, in in a high load manner, so you need maybe five deployments of that. Okay, so right. this is the kind of distributed core idea. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. still have the core application; it's your core business, but you just cut the piece of uh, your your subdomain or your domain basically in pieces and say, okay, the, I I do this segregation exactly like CQRS proposes this to do. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is another one, and there is a difference to that. Uh, so here we were speaking about the same concept from the business and separating right. the read and the write side of it, so the command and the mm-hmm. query side. Sure. A, a, a little bit different to this is uh, what we call additional projection. So this mm-hmm. is what you follow, what you mentioned in your example. Like right. I have, I have someone else who who wants just information about this, mm-hmm. and it's just. So you have your, your so still your core monolithic or mm-hmm. distributed it doesn't matter right. with your core concept and yet and now you get a new use case where you say okay I can deduce uh, uh, some new way how this data can be received and mm-hmm. how it should be stored so right. I build this new projection and connect this to existing core without introducing new aggregates and new domain concepts and right. uh, this happens a lot um, yeah so there can be two Two, two driving forces for this. So either someone is creating just the interface to you and says, okay, you you almost have what I have, uh, what I want to have, but a slightly different way. Right. Or you just providing, uh, you know, new functionality. Mm-hmm. And then we see that there is this um, pure orchestration. So we come from, you know, business process modeling. So it, it's kind of our passion to to uh, to speak about this and to, to yeah. do this. So we, we think that there are, can be this one thing so if you're if you're not as much about data in your mm-hmm. core concept uh, modeled by the aggregates right. but if it's about the you know state change uh, that drives some kind of a policy or in the process mm-hmm. okay so then they were speaking about orchestration components uh, so um, it's uh, so you have to coordinate how the state change is um, um, executed among several aggregates, and mm-hmm. this can be pretty complex. So the whole yeah. area of business process management is doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. And then it's a good idea to separate this aggreg- this orchestration. So th- there, the 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 split you do uh, in your domain mm-hmm. is to separate orchestration from functional components. Because mm-hmm. there is a there is a kind of rule of thumb, then the orchestration changes more frequently than functional components, and that's the reason why you say, okay, I built some functional components, and later on I can define different orchestration doing the same actually mm-hmm. um, uh, functional stuff. Okay, so yeah. again, this idea of having building blocks and splitting complexity and reducing complexity by you know uh, applying divine and conquer actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. there can be this orchestration deployed independently. Right. And so these are the, the kind of deployment strategies we see. So mm-hmm. how, or maybe it's more motivation. So why should you right. distribute, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this all sounds pretty clear. Is there a problem? 
sure there are challenges. Yeah, I think the problem is that, uh, you know, if you start from the deployment strategies, um, you can you can say that the so it it should be the way that you can say okay if i have a deployment strategy mm -hmm. in mind then i should be able to say for each component in which operation mode it is mm -hmm. and uh, actually it's uh, as jan said you know there is no way to really enforce it for now right so um exactly this this uh, phenomena of of uh, action framework being able mm -hmm. to randomly distribute these components and connect them again yeah. um is uh, is not restrictive enough <laughs> in this way <laughs> to say that if you distribute and if you decide it uh, uh, that this is an additional for example uh, an additional projection mm -hmm. uh, you still can create an aggregate inside of this component Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. fire commands uh, dispatch right. commands right? right and change right. state yeah. and this is kind of you know this this makes it a little bit blurry and the mm -hmm. responsibilities of the systems and the the purpose of the systems right um, yeah becomes unclear and they're they're kind of weakening uh mm -hmm. and this is you know introducing this uh, basically allowing you know this quick and dirty hacks to say, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I just, uh, we should do it like that. But actually, mm -hmm. you know, I can do it here. Right. And, <laughs> and the, this is the kind of, you know, experience from these large projects. Every time mm -hmm. you do this, uh, like sometimes it's a month later, sometimes it's a half a year later. And if you are unlucky, it's two years later. <laughs> I'll come back to bite you. <laughs> yes, and it will. And the longer the distance is, the more the harder, the more, yeah. the more painful it is in the end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, actually, this this quick and dirty hack is then uh, something that uh, kills you sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what do you think, Jan? <laughs> I think yeah, the longer the distance is, uh, again, what I said, it's hard to to communicate this to to a team. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. The distance is between the 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 mistake and the 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 consequences. The longer yeah. period where you you cannot really argue pro separation, pro keep right. this, this structure because other people proved it works, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so uh, failing fast is not uh, only less painful to to fix it although the only way to 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 uh, get progress in this uh, direction because otherwise uh, yeah you have this big explosion hopefully in this half or in the <laughs> half of the system um yeah. they just cannot uh, do it anymore and then maybe this is a moment where we start greenfield and and, and use a new technology and a new uh, mm -hmm. so this is clearly something we we do not want to um have to deal with yeah yeah and i think uh, this is not a problem i mean it sounds now uh, as if this would be a problem of 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 axon it's mm -hmm. everyone is doing everyone else is doing fine this is a general problem of this distributions mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the, the only infrastructure that that has a really strict and and and, and correct model uh, for this uh, are, are databases because I have a database and I say I grant this operation to mm -hmm. this table to this group of right. users are responsible, and I don't have this uh, on on Rabbit or, or Kafka. Or I just say you are allowed to listen to this topic and you are allowed mm -hmm. to publish to this topic. Maybe mm -hmm. I have a restriction what 
messages are possible on this on this topic, then I get maybe some uh, more restrictive feature. But but otherwise, I cannot prevent anyone from from who's able to to read from a, a topic uh, just to, to publish anything. And this is not really right. axon specific, but uh, distribution specific and uh, mm -hmm. the only the only level where we really have this fine granular uh, um, management is the only level we do not distribute because uh, I think there we could do this uh, separate uh, grants but there we have the rule no one else reads my database and I just get all rights for my application and um, we are done so this is yeah. a mismatch and maybe <clears throat> we can so, so Axon uh, server has at least the enterprise edition has this uh, mm -hmm. ACL to at least configure that my system is able to to um, dispatch commands or is right. not able to dispatch command, but mm -hmm. it doesn't allow me to decide which commands. So maybe I, ah, I maybe I have a system where I say, okay, you can create contracts. Mm -hmm. Someone takes data, telephone, whatever, and then I, I send a create contract command. But mm -hmm. the system should never be able to, I don't know, uh, alter positions or, or change uh, um, the customer's address, whatever. Make right. Really poorly cut context that I created. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so this is something that yeah might be missing and interesting to to discuss. Uh, I think we are we are on it with with Alart and and, and Stephen. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. So uh, yeah, just from 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 uh, yeah, something to to work on. Yeah, definitely some some adjustments can be made there. Um, but I understand that you you did a couple of things to solve solve these issues. Can you talk a little bit about that, Jan? Yeah, uh, happy to. Um, so um, as we already uh, stressed that. In an idea world, we would have this Lego bricks and start mm -hmm. building an application that has uh, two or three of these uh, operation modes uh, by putting together those bricks. And we already discussed that, that the auto configuration just gives me this, you can do everything. Mm -hmm. I cannot build the system by adding things up. I have to build the system mm -hmm. by, by, by um, removing parts so i get right yeah and this is what we what we did uh, now we have uh, i think it's still private repo but we could really uh, put this out and discuss it uh, mm -hmm. on github and something I, i did in my um, customers project as well so basically you you say okay you have access you can just use a command gateway i cannot prevent mm -hmm. this this is how the mm -hmm. is built But what you can do is uh, fail fast. So you you implement a fake mm -hmm. command bus, so to say, that just yeah. fires exceptions and says you are not allowed to do this. So right. what, I, what I build is uh, um, you take the Axon server auto configuration. You say I am a, a, a system using Axon framework connecting to a mm -hmm. server, and then right. by additional annotations. You say, but I am in the query-only mode. Mm -hmm. It prevents the system using this mode from creating a Zaga store table, a token nice. store table, and uh, it does not prevent you from having a command bus. 
Right. But if you use this command bus, you will fail immediately because the only implementation <laughs> available to your system is the one that says you must not use me. And, right. Um, this is something that, that is not that complicated to build based on mm -hmm. spring auto configuration, conditional yeah. configuration. And um, yeah, we're discussing this uh, with uh, Stephen right now, how to, how to, um, yeah, this can be done. I mean, we have this uh, community extension model. Uh, it doesn't have to become part of, of any core, but yeah, right. this is uh, work in progress and really interesting. And um, yeah, the other thing uh, I mentioned already, um, we use the Axon uh, enterprise server, so Sorry. we can, we can to a certain extent, um, not, not enough for what I really want to do, but to a certain mm -hmm. extent, we can use this access uh, management uh, on the server and say, use them right. um, even if you would have access to, to uh, real command bus uh, uh, implementations that would allow you to, to publish events. Uh, yeah. I configured your system that you are not allowed to do so at all. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. uh, zero and one. I cannot say right. you you are almost not allowed to, but this one is okay. This is something mm -hmm. I can do right now. But uh, that's uh, also something we, we use and, and where um, um, the Axon um, framework and, and server provide uh, features. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, it remains okay. everything you offer to the developer. Uh, he will at least try to use it. That's how we are. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yes. And that's why I uh, really was interested in uh, getting your point of view in, in terms of using, you know, Axon Framework and Server and uh, some of the other technologies that you've uh, used and some of the really cool concepts that you've come up with that uh, you kindly shared with me today. So I really appreciate you taking the time and talking about this. And I really can't wait for this, uh, the, the soccer uh, game application to, to come out and I can uh, take a look at it and play around with it. I, I haven't played uh, table soccer since... Gosh, uh, my teen years. So I'm <laughs> interested to give it a go and see how it goes. Unfortunately, in 2020, we, we didn't play table soccer as well. I know. Yeah. And just not keep uh, a one and a half meter distance with exactly. people at the table soccer table. So It's a big problem there. Yeah, exactly. And your office is actually not too far from my home. So maybe one of these days after everything kind of gets back to normal, I can, I can just uh, drop in and have a tournament. Of course. <laughs> But, you know, we're an engineering company, so we were really discussing if is it possible oh, to build kind of, you know, maybe construction that you can pull on the table that you can still play, <laughs> taking the distance. But, yeah, we, we, there is a yes. big science being stop now. And, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. so but, yeah. health first, and this is important. And the good thing is it gives us time to finish the application. So. Yes. Which, yeah, you you got away from actually playing the game and got into building the application That's for right. the currently. You know the last uh, the last success. What we uh, we have the uh, pretty decent front end already for that, and mm -hmm. now we build up nice. to end test. And uh, uh, yeah. so if you're if you're bored, you can just log in into the integration server and look how mm -hmm. uh, a computer is playing with his own, uh, randomly uh, scoring on That's one great. side or another side, and it I proves that the game I, is I running. Don't have to play time. myself anymore. I just keep oh, no. robots playing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> perfect. 
<laughs> That's perfect. Oh, really cool. Really exciting stuff. So thank you both really uh, so much for joining me this morning. Uh, this was such a really interesting topic to talk about. And I appreciate all of the uh, information that you shared with me and our listeners. I really appreciate the time that you gave me today. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic day. It looks pretty great today, but hopefully... Uh, not too rainy and uh, we'll enjoy the rest of the day thank you so much yeah, thank, thank you, you have a great day i hope you enjoyed my talk with simon and dion this concludes our podcast series for the year 2020 to those of you who celebrate happy holidays and happy new year this past year was a challenging year for many of us but i hope the new year brings us all health happiness and prosperity i cannot wait to share more exciting topics with you next year until then, have a great time, stay healthy, be safe, and happy coding.